welcome to the James Bond Complex. My name is Matt. My name is Edgar. Uh, and uh, we are doing our post-Comic-Con feedback, aftermath, debriefing. Uh, debriefing. Let's call it a, a, a different kind of mission debriefing. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's and autopsy. Autopsy. It, it, was, um, it was interesting. It's not my first rodeo, but... Um, um, if, I'm, if I remember correctly, it's your first time being exposed to... I popped my Comic-Con cherry. So... Ooh. <laughs> yeah, uh, we are a uh, James Bond podcast where we cover uh, everything from Fleming to film. And yeah, uh, we actually went to Comic-Con not only as participants and even cosplayers. Yeah, although nobody got the joke. Nobody got the joke, which was perfect. Um... First impression? Well, as a first-time visitor uh, of the Comic-Con, I was impressed uh, by how, uh, by the scale, I would say. Uh, anybody familiar with the uh, Le Palais des Congrès in downtown Montreal, the ins, the outs, and how big the building itself is, and if you've seen, whether it's the auto show or other things there, well, imagine that building, those rooms, multiple floors, um completely taken over by people cosplaying or people not cosplaying and just rows and rows and rows of posters and comics and toys and video games and then on the floors above that uh, panel rooms just uh, row not rows and rows but hallways and hallways of panel rooms so th this is a big thing I did not know how big it was physically and as, as, as far as patrons the number of patrons that show up so that really to an extent it caught me off guard I mean in a nice way but it, it really caught me off guard how big it is yeah it's it's I don't know if it's the biggest here they seem to be uh, getting bigger everywhere and it's nowhere near as big as the San Diego Comic, San Diego Comic Con Probably or not. New York or even Toronto but well, you hear the stories about uh, I know someone actually who has been to the San Diego Comic Con once or twice and the stories you hear about uh if you want to see, you know, five minutes of next year's Avengers movie, you know, start lining up ten hours before the panel. Like, what? What do you mean ten hours before the panel? Yeah. Um, we actually didn't um, attend one of the major panel events. Uh, our f we, the first day was Friday. Um, we both, like for three days, we, we both spent in suits, yeah. which was, it was nice. It was nice. I mean, we looked all right. We were the best dressed men in the entire. Tout est relatif, but yeah, we. I would agree that we were the best, best dressed people there. However, I would say, let me put it this way, because who knows? We don't know who's listening to this. There may be Montrealers who were there last weekend who are who are ready to badmouth us. So I, I will bring some nuance to what we just said. It is our opinion that we were the best dressed people. However. We certainly weren't the people that put the most effort oh, no, into no. the into what we were wearing. There were gobs, an ungodly number of people who put in significantly more time and effort than what we did, and and we we salute thee. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, yeah, uh, we we bought new. Well, but we both bought new we suits. We bought suits. We bought suits. That's the extent. Over cosplaying, I've I've cosplays, cosplayed in the past. I've actually cosplayed as James Bond twice, 
before this year, I wore the white tuxedo, which I assembled through various means uh, the previous year. And before that year, I actually wore a version of the suit he wears in, uh, at the beginning of the Spectre. We didn't see any other James Bond cosplayer. No. I did. Uh, last year, I did see oh, somebody. Really? Yeah, somebody nice. was wearing the uh, skull outfit from uh, Spectre. But um, this year, none of them none of them showed up. If they were, we didn't see them. Yeah, it would have been easy to spot somebody in a tux and a white dinner jacket and a three-piece. Would have been, it would have been noticeable. Yeah, it would have been like we were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but we got good reactions. I mean, the first day we showed up, the first thing we did I, I, after like just taking in everything and the immensity of the place was take our picture with uh, Julian Glover, with, who was there uh, for the event. Um, he actually also gave a little conference, uh, which we attended. Yeah, we did. We did. Um, He's that a was, nice guy, by the way. Yeah. Very charming. Very charming. Great voice. It was an interesting panel, as always. Uh, those things tend to be uh, a, little, a little bit uh, <laughs> strange sometimes. It was my first one. I mean, it was the Friday evening of my first Comic-Con, so I really didn't have any reference points. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll let you... Uh, strange in what sense? Yeah, well, in the sense that uh, we actually, before the event, we actually discussed, you know, we we're going to ask a question. So when we had the time... Uh, Either you or me are gonna, and we already had our, our questions selected. And the first person who has a question was pretty much the same question we were gonna ask. And mm. Edgar and I started texting. Okay. Well, yeah. So I'm, I'm basically, if if you know anything about any sort of panels, you know Julian and the uh, moderators at the front. About what, a couple hundred seats in that room. A few hundred oh, seats in that room. Oh, easily, easy. That's the same room we actually did our, our <laughs> own panel later. So ironically enough. And so there, there are two rows uh, sufficient for attendees to, to line up and uh, one by one ask questions. There, and there are mics at the end of these two rows not far from where Julian is sitting. And uh, I, I didn't know the whole thing was a Q&A. I thought it was going to be Julian talking for like 40 minutes and then five minutes. But actually the whole thing was a Q&A. So you lined up and when it was your turn, you asked your question. And so I, I line up, I think, on the... Uh, from where we were as attendees on the right-hand side. For Julian, it would have been his left, I suppose. And um, two, three people in front of me. And yep. uh, one of those two or three people says, Oh, Julian, you know, uh, what are your memories of Roger Moore? I'm like, oh, <laughs> Immediately, I'm like, oh, my God. I start texting. I don't, know, I don't remember what I said to you. And you basically came up with your own two-part question. They, they were okay, but... Uh, you came up with something just maybe a little bit more succinct, like Have spies. It? There was a little bit of uh, covert, okay. yeah, covert operation. Exactly, pretty much. We, I wasn't trying. I hope nobody thought I was trying to be impolite. Like I'm like next in line to talk to Julian Glover, and I'm looking at my cell phone. It's like <laughs> no, it's because we were trying to prepare a new question. <laughs> that was that was fun. Actually, you got command, commanded on your uh, your question. A few uh, don't remember that guests. Actually, when we left the theater. They came to see us and said, "Oh, that's a oh, good question." And what was it? There was this uh, nice fellows, that, but uh, oh, you guys really look like you know what you're talking about. Like, I don't know what we said or did to make it look like we really knew what we were talking it's the suit, about. Man, it's a suit, <laughs> maybe. 
And they, when we told them uh, that uh, we were panelists and we had our own panel, they asked us, well, we have our own uh, podcast. It's the James Bond Complex, mm -hmm. which you are listening to. And I, I, if they ever listen to us, I, uh, hi, guys. Yeah, I hello. hope you... Uh, Enjoyed our enjoyed your Richard Keel autograph. <laughs> yeah, it was a that was a macabre story, story. He told us because we discussed uh, signatures. Because I have a couple less uh, signed items. I actually, got uh, my poster from uh, uh, "For Your Eyes Only" signed during the event, which it looks great. I mm. actually I uh, I framed it uh, this nice. weekend nice. on my wall. It's amazing. Next to George, it's great. Uh, and the guy told us that uh, he got. He asked for a signature and he received it from Richard Keel about a couple of days before he passed. And he, seems he, to, he seemed to think that was really cool. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's probably one of the last signature he ever signed. I'm like, yeah, that's a little bit mm. of a but mm. it's, it's an interesting story Whatever in its own way. Keeps your tip up. <laughs> so that, that was it, I guess, for day number one. Because uh, we didn't spend that much time. Well, we perused the the big hall. I can't remember what the name of that hall is. Where where there's set, you know, there are the little rooms for the panels. I'm sure some are bigger than others. And then there's the massive room where you can buy whatever the heck you want. Oh, we peru we perused that a little bit. Um, was it on Friday or Saturday that we noticed the James Bond posters? I think it was Saturday. Uh, Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. We we did more dollar spending yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Um, so. Come Saturday comes, new outfits. We look great. Yeah, we looked. Uh, I actually did a little bit of mixing and matching compared to what I had Friday and on Sunday. But technically speaking, we looked different every day. Yeah, yeah, we were not wearing the same thing. That every was day. great. Yeah. Second day, I went more like Sean Connery from uh, Goldfinger, and you went more Daniel Craig from, I guess, Quantum. Or uh, I would say, I would say, <laughs> you really want me. To Friday, I was kind of Sean Connery, yes, with, with the blue, with the blue, but like not an ostentatious blue. Saturday, I was, I felt I was a little more Roger Moore with my tie. My tie was a little bit more flamboyant, and yeah. the blue was a little sharper. But the cut of your suit is more, it's more modern, so. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I don't have anything that looks like what Roger wore in the 70s. And then Sunday was kind of Daniel Craig in so far that it was like this, like so silver gray, and my tie was gray. It was more, it was sleek. It was very sleek, I would say. So I guess Sunday was kind of like Daniel Craig. Yeah. <laughs> we look great. <laughs> well, you, your three-piece was, and um, we won't, you know, we don't have to get into the n name of the places where we bought our stuff. But, you know, I had, you know, some choice words but uh, when I tried them on initially. But, uh, you know, I, you it did the job. It did the job. You so. looked at the picture. I mean, I look great. You look dapper. We both, mm. I mean... We didn't spend much for those two yeah. or Saturday suits, but they looked the part. Yeah, no, we, we, it was decent cosplaying stuff. Yeah. Um, so we walked around the, the, the halls. Uh, we actually uh, started talking to a few of the cosplayers. Oh, this is we're on Saturday now. Yeah, that's yeah. Saturday. First people we actually met were the the Daleks, the Doctor Who Daleks. Yeah, who came from came from behind. Like I didn't see him approach me from behind. <laughs> yeah, and I just hear the voice. Like I'm not a big. Do I know what Doctor Who is, and I know what the Daleks are, but I'm not like a geek about it. But like, I'm not an idiot. I know what they sound like. So yeah. when I heard the voice, I was like, "What the heck is going on?" And I turn around, and there's a functioning. Well, function. I mean, there's obviously the, the, the dude in there driving the thing, but for all intents and purposes, there is a functioning Dalek. 
behind us. You know what? You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna bring you the cube ranch. I'll, I'll show. I'll introduce you the cube. We're gonna give you a huge makeover, and you become my next gadget in the next movie. How would you like that? We can partner up instead of kill each other. What type of makeover? Will I have layers of foundation applied? Well, I need a new espresso machine. Who starts? Blabbering his dumb yap off about like exterminating humanity, <laughs> and you, you, I think it's the Ontario Doctor or Canadian I, I didn't notice fan club. Uh, I've, they, 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 they are always at the Comic Con. And the lady who was running that show was really, really nice. I think we were sort of joking about well, we don't know much about Doctor Who, but we're, we both like British brands, you know, Bond and Doctor. So, oh yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, like she was very sweet about yeah, it, no, but she, then this. Somebody Abel Dalek. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I, I'm being facetious, of course. It was a lot of fun. But he, he was certainly, or it, was playing the part. Like, yes. He was not a nice Dalek. He, Dal- he wanted to destroy everybody in the room. <laughs> yeah. He didn't like us, which was interesting. I uh, j- yabbered. Uh, I, don't know, I didn't understand half of what he said, but I was cracking up mm. filming you. Mm. Uh, the second major one, I guess. We uh, had um, the gentleman who runs the X-Men de Montréal. Yeah. Who do actually, uh, props to them, actually. They, uh, I don't know if everybody was doing this. I didn't notice. But I certainly the X-Men de Montréal were very pro, uh, comp- I can't speak in English, Campagne de levée de fonds. They were doing like, uh, cancer research. Uh, so you take a picture and do a little donation. It was for uh, Suicide prevention. Suicide prevention, right. And they, uh, uh, what the gentleman who runs the organization, the guy who plays Wolverine, is that they go from uh, city to, to city as the X-Men of Montreal, and depending on the location, they uh, get the money for that city's uh, suicide yes, prevention yes, yes, association. Yes, that's what they do, right, which is kind of a nice little thing. Uh, no, I, I, we salute thee. Like, that's a nice little touch. That's a great know. They uh, look great. No, it's, hey, it's the X-Men. They look like the X-Men, but they're also kind of doing it for a nice cause. So. No, they're super nice. I, I've seen that man doing it every year. At first, they, he was on his own, and people join in, and they, they seem to have a grand old fun. We spoke to him as Wolverine. We asked him a few questions. If James Bond lost his job at MI6 and knocked on Professor Xavier's door, would he, does he have what it takes to become an X-Men? What sort of an X-Men would he be? Um, he is uh, quite resourceful. That's, uh, that's something uh, we could say. I'd like to say, to say that uh, he makes me think of Domino a little bit because he's really pretty lucky when you think about it. He gets out of a lot of jams. And yeah, unscathed uh, and anything. So uh, yeah, if I had to, to associate a, a mutant power to uh, James Bond, be lucky. You have it from Wolverine's mouth, no less. There you go. He was sort of the calmest individual we yes. spoke to. Yes. Strangely, Wolverine yeah. was not the most aggressive, yeah, no. violent, and dangerous. I did, I did find it funny that there were two Wolverines. One dressed like the 90s cartoon, and one, I guess he was supposed to be the Hugh Jackman. Yeah, uh, the, we spoke to Hugh Jackman. Yes, we, we spoke uh, to Hugh Jackman. It was not a bad lookalike. You know? No, he's, he's, he's a decent job. It was okay. Does, uh, he has multiple variants of uh, his Wolverine costume, and he was wearing the outfit, I think, from the first X-Men movie. But, okay. I don't remember. Uh, yes, it was the leather. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. And then we, I think that's the weirdest uh, interview we oh, had. Oh, I think I know what you're going to talk about, yeah. Um, I don't remember the gentleman's character's name. Oh, I do. 
what was it? The gore. The gore. Which I thought was girl. I really thought he said girl. He looked at me like I was a punk. <laughs> but he, he played the part. The guy was so much fun. Yeah. Because we asked him for an interview, and one of his, uh, the person who handles the booth for the uh, Star Trek, because it's a Star Trek um, Klingon cosplayer. And she um, initially said, ah, come back later. We, you need to speak to this man, this particular guy. He does the Klingon really well. Okay, so we, we, we passed the time. We came back. And the guy is out, has the entire outfit, the, the makeup, mm. the forehead thing, prosthesis. And uh, we, we're trying to ask him for an interview. But no, he's already in the interview. Oh, yeah. Well, it wasn't really, really wasn't much of an interview. I was just trying to uh, explain to him. I mean, he didn't take very kindly to spies. Spies, <laughs> spies are without honor. The real warrior faces the, uh, the enemy. A spy is in disguise. It is not a real warrior. Yes, but with spies, you can plan wars for your warriors. So I despise spies. They can, they can be very useful. They can be very useful. I think we don't use spies. We just invade. I remember trying again. I probably have to, uh, you know, uh, caveat. I, I I have not re-listened to the interviews since then, but I seem to remember trying to convince them. Well, you haven't killed Captain Kirk yet. You could use a spy, maybe. Yes, yes. <laughs> so. I know you tried, and your guy, the guy was, was actually invited us for for dinner, but we, unfortunately, we uh, we had other plans. We were busy, uh, but he was quite charming. I I, I, I hope he listens. Oh yeah, po- post uh, post in character shouting match. He was the you know sweetest guy ever. It was. Very nice fellow. So. And the costumes, all their props. We saw a few of uh, the Star Trek costumes, but we didn't. I want to interview Darth Vader, but I realized the guy wearing the outfit could barely yeah. other anything. Yeah, I remember we swung, we, we walked by him, and I remember I was sort of tilting my head because he, he was sort of bending down. Someone was talking to him. I couldn't hear a word come out of his mouth, so that's when we decided, you know. It's an honor. It's an honor. But then I think we went shopping. Yeah. And I was actually hunting. We got distracted. We had plan A, but then plan B. Plan A were the, the proper posters. Yes. We said, oh, we'll buy this, we'll buy this, we'll talk about it. And then plan B became our friend uh, Mike from Toronto. Hollywood uh, Hollywood Canteen. I Hollywood think Canteen, yeah. that's all right. And even the card at the back, it's the, the gun barrel. Yeah, well, that's that's what was kind of funny. I, you know, I think we were so mesmerized. It's it's a real shame. It's not that the Dalek and the Wolverine and, and the Klingon and the Darth Vader weren't good footage and stuff. It it is good footage and stuff. But we were actually talking to somebody who really knew his Bond, and I think we were so mesmerized by his pics that we didn't record anything. <laughs> no, well, we have this card. I mean, we have a trip coming up to Toronto next autumn. That's true. We'll see. Or uh, this man again, Mike. Yeah. I think we'll probably buy more stuff from him. Too. Well, he's going to ruin us, but he... Um, actually, I was looking... Because Val Kilmer was at the con, and when I was a child, I really liked Batman Forever, so I wanted to, to have the si- poster signed. I actually haven't received the, the order... The, the poster. Still not. No. So I, at the con, I was like, you know what? I'll try and find a poster, and if I can, I'll have Val Kilmer sign it. I never could. Uh, but we went to, we were looking sh- from place to place for poster, and we mm. came to the Hollywood Canteen Standy, uh, or st- store, booth. I guess. Booth. 
and we started talking to the gentleman. He was looking at it. He was like, he, he got the, uh, he had a copy of the uh, press book from 1995. Yeah. He had a few stills. And in the corner, I see Ursula Andress from mm-hmm. Duckman. And I say, oh, I, you know, these are fine, but now you, you got me interested. And I pointed at Ursula Andress, and he's like, oh. That started some big problems. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, it did. And he... He's like, oh, you're a Bond fan. And we both look at, looked at each other like, yeah, we're, we're cosplaying as Bond. And, the guy, yeah, and even he didn't get the joke. Oh, he, I think he eventually did. But that was, that was part of the charm is that uh, when he, he started noticing and he, he got the joke, he said, oh, look at these. And he took a bunch of press kit. Disgusting. Oh, my God. But I, I've looked at them, and some of them are from like our, our originals. A, a, yeah. a lot of them. Yeah. You got a pretty decent one, I think, from Moonraker. Uh, I have a few from. No, I don't have any of the press kits. I have like the publicity yeah, stills. Yeah, stills. Uh, but yeah, I have quite a few from Moonraker. I mean, I went for a lot of. Uh, I went for a lot of Roger. Although I, I have a couple Brosnans, I have a couple Conneries, but I went for with a lot of, of Roger just because I find his publicity stills are so class. I kid that that car. Uh, in that he drives for like two seconds in Rio. There's like yes. a publicity still with him with that. Lois Child shows up in a couple of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, basically what happened was instead of just swinging by, I mean, we spent, must have been at least a good half hour there because he just yeah. had this bag of three or four hundred photos in there. Publicity stills yes. and and we just went through the whole thing, and we uh, we had a little triage pile. Like, we don't want these. We might want these. We're going to have to fight. We're going to have to flip a coin for these. It was stage one. It was me looking at them. Stage two, you looking at them. Then we look at the pile. And it's like, okay, this one I'm keeping. This one I'm keeping. We have doubles, fortunately, for a lot mm. of them. Mm. Uh, I left with 18. I think you have a little bit less uh, than I did. Yeah, 13 or 14, something like that. Initially, he wanted, like, his price on the boot says three for $10, but it's like, I'll make you a price. I'll make you a price. Mm-hmm. And it cost me $50 at the end. I was happy. But for good stuff. For good and stuff. And he'll get more money from us in October. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're coming, Mike. Yeah. If you're listening. You're, we're coming for sure. I mean, I, I, th- that made my, my con. I didn't buy anything else, I don't yeah, think. We didn't, we didn't, finally, we never did buy the proper posters. Yeah. Uh, but I, I couldn't have. I, I, no, that's not true. Of course, I could have, but I'm like, you know what? Next year. So many people sell these posters. There are shops in Montreal, maybe less so than in Toronto. We might have, I mean, not only for an interview because he's such a nice guy and a big Bond fan, but, but for posters, I'm sure you must have something at that store. Uh, for sure, man. It's on his card. He has yeah. the gun barrel on his card. Yeah. So I would be surprised if he didn't have more at the store. Yeah. I'm actually no very afraid. He had some there. Reasonable price. Uh, he had like the an original uh, Living Daylights teaser for fifty bucks. Like, I, not a lot of people are going to sell that for fifty bucks. I was tempted, but I'm not a fan of originals. Uh, it's not something I crave, and I would have felt I could have bought it, but I would have felt like I'm just, like, somebody would have cared more than I did. So I I always and also I I don't know I I. It's folded. I'm, I mm. like my posters mm. creaseless, but it's, th- it's a great poster. Eventually, yeah, I'll own beautiful. a copy of this beautiful. one. For it's nicer than my license to kill. I mean, um, I bought it because it's Bond and it's license to kill. But I like the Living Daylights teaser a heck of a lot more than yeah. the license to kill teaser. I also have the American one where license has the S and not the C at the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird one. But yeah, so this guy 
clearly has connections. connections, or at least had connections at some point. Hopefully, he still has those connections. But he was just really, really nice, um, very affable. Gave us a good deal on on the stuff we bought. Had good product. Uh, I mean, his freaking business card has the gun barrel on it, and he was relating. I mean, very briefly. Well, hope, how, I mean, I think the plan is because we are going. To, we do have a reason for being in Toronto in for a particular weekend in October. I mean, the plan is to hook up with Mike and put him know, on Mike. Yeah, put him on the mic because he, he he hinted at some pretty interesting stories. So um, that was day two. Uh, we looked at the poster, like you said, but I mean, it, it was getting like, distracting. That's when we actually uh, what's a distracting poster? You mean the Living Daylights teaser? Or, uh, oh no, no, the the, uh, the the other poster store at the con. Yes, yes, which had a really nice selection, uh, especially the classics. Mm. Uh, there was maybe like a. One or two world is not enough stuff. With, although I've always kind of liked the world is not enough. It was the, you know, the, it was Aliberry. The only the most modern they had that was not Daniel Keg was Diana the Aliberry. Mm. But uh, Live and Let Die, which is one of my favorites. Man of the Golden Gun, which is we're talking posters. Uh, Live and Let Die, Man of the Golden Gun. They had some Thunderballs. They had the oh. Unleaded Twice. The oh. one not the one where he's like walking vertically in the volcano, but the one where like Taking Japanese women are giving him a bath. And I think we we almost could have fought for live and let die. You know what? Honestly, looking back at that, it really wouldn't have been the end of the world if, say, I had lost the bet and you had taken it home. Because I've been online. There are so many eBay stores where you can – they're reprints, granted, but you can buy live and let yeah. die posters. So, like – and without paying $1,000 for it. I've seen – I've visited those eBay stores. Yeah. You can get live and let die for 20 bucks. You know? It's not the end of the world. Like, I, I'm glad we, uh, we didn't buy them because we, we invested our money elsewhere. Yeah. And we actually um, – uh, uh, that's when we. Uh, I had my poster signed. That's on Saturday. Also, that's when we yes. had the interview with uh, Julian. He was gracious to uh, give us a few minutes of his time. Sure. So you got a signed poster. We both have a f- picture with him, mm-hmm. and we have um, an interview. An interview. And even you. I mean, I sort of conducted the interview, but even when I sort of got off from my seat, shook his hands. You chatted with him too. So we both had the privilege of of, of, of talking to him yeah. for a little bit. You asked so, me yeah. if you want personalized. I'm like, you know what? I'm never going to give this or sell. Well, I'm, if I pass, I'll, hopefully I can lend, give it to my children. But I'm never going to sell it. So I'm like, you know what? Personalize it. And he said to Mathieu, uh, uh, Julian Glover, Ami Christatos. Yeah. Got me um, a smile. That's just so awesome. So awesome. And you, he's, you know, we've, we've only ever shook hands with, with George. And we didn't really talk to George that much. And now we've shaken hands with, with Julian. But I, I, find, I find Julian is a prime example of what you hear again and again and again from the Bond alumni and the people that worked on those movies. They're so happy to have been in those movies. They love talking about those movies. There's, there's almost nobody that I can think of who doesn't want to talk about, oh, God, right, I was in Fries only. Not again. No. But no, he was great. He asked us which Bond was our favorite, mm. and he, he was happy, I think, when you said that you preferred Roger Moore. <laughs> and when he asked me uh, who I prefer, I said Timothy Dalton, because he's the most human. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. when the interview was cut off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that was a very exciting day. Um, uh, we left. 
pretty late. Yeah, that Saturday was the big day in so far as how long we were there. Yeah, we About four or five hours there. A lot of walking. <laughs> walking around. And um, we went for dinner. We both went to the keg. We, we, we got out of there. It was almost 9 o'clock. I mean, yeah. and we had showed up like at 3 or 4 in the afternoon. Like, whoa, man. So uh, the following, following day, the last day of the con, Sunday, was our biggest day, I feel. Yeah. We interviewed a few all oh, before we that. We talked to your... It wasn't really... I mean, I on Sunday, I sort of had the camera a little bit more, at least with the Ghostbusters, but it wasn't really much of an interview. I know you were chatting about... You, you guys were just shooting the shit, and yeah. I sort of was walking around you guys, because they had awesome stuff. At they, the, it was fantastic. Uh, they were exhausted, though. The, the, the main guy, Jesse, from the Montreal Ghostbusters, was just draining, was sitting, looking at me like... <laughs> I am drained. Well, those proton packs are heavy. You tested it. You, yeah. you, you just pulled one in. These, yeah. And they're super great. They have all this equipment that they built. And they do uh, like pro bono. They go to uh, see sick kids. They do parades. And they're always like great with people. And they have like they're customized the, the entire equip, equipment. It's awesome. It's great. They have lights. And it, some of them even, I, I think, even have smoke machines integrated <laughs> with them. Freaks. They had a head of, uh, why can I never remember the name of that lizard? Zool? Zool. They had, a, they had a Zool head. Yeah. They had a really, really large picture of uh, Vigo. Yes. Uh, and they didn't have the car. They, for the past two years, they, did, they didn't bring, they, for some reason, they, they don't have the room for the Ghostbusters car. Well, speaking of cars, although it wasn't really an interview, we were just sort of perusing, but uh, in, in the section with vehicles, we did get to meet. Uh, to Dr. John Hammonds the with a couple and a clone. <laughs> exactly. That was uh, he was an interesting fellow. Very very nice. Very excited. Uh, very he passionate. He loved his little maquettes of they were uh, looking, Jurassic Park. They looked great. Yeah. Were Unfortunately, we, we he showed them on his his, uh, his camera. We don't have pictures, but he had, the guy was passionate about Jurassic Park and yeah. built his own maquettes. Yeah. And, and they had Jurassic Park jeeps. Like real jeeps that yeah. were from Jurassic, well, not from Jurassic Park, but they made up jeeps that were from Jurassic Park. It was impressive. They had also Knight Rider replica, yeah. uh, Bumblebee. Yeah, but it was just it was it the was car. Not, it it was, wasn't Bumblebee. It was the car. It, it was not the most impressive. It's not replica. an ugly car, but it's not like hey, well, come see Bumblebee. No, it's the car. It's just a car. Yeah. Like he probably uses it daily. Yeah. Uh, but it's a it's a well maintained beautifully detailed car nevertheless uh, we also saw a bunch of people playing video games I'm not very uh, gay yeah, there were there were two or three like major neighborhoods were uh, just a 20 30 screens of people playing video games yeah. I, I again I'm out of, so out of the loop with the video games were these games on the market were these games soon to be on the market and they were getting tested at con- or not tested but previewed at come I don't know we have talked to a few more cosplayers we talked talk to my friend uh, my comic-con friend uh, Jennifer yeah she was a uh, she spark she spark and I think that, was that the first or the second I might be confused there because I, I saw her as uh, female spark she also does fem- female mirror universe spark and she did she premiered her star sapphire this year and she like she got a lot of likes for that for that uh, costume. I, I I don't think you noticed it. She, she was dressed in purple, and she had her 
that on that weekend? I think it might be Sunday or Saturday. I don't wow. know. I completely flew over my head. Yeah, she. If I, she's, she was dressed uh, in purple with orange skin. Like she really. Oh, I probably wouldn't. She might have even walked right in front of me. I didn't know. She to recognize walked in her. front of us, and like I noticed her. I was like, "Is that her?" Because I had seen that she was working on a, on, on a purple outfit. But it's only when I saw, her, I was like, "Oh, it's Jennifer." And then, she, mm. okay, it was Jennifer. But she was a trooper. She did an interview. She was completely honest. She doesn't know anything about James Bond, but she gave it her best. Yeah, yeah it was, it was super, cute. Yeah, it was super fine. nice. I'm Matt from the James Bond Complex, and I'm right now with R2-D2. This door. And I'm also with Lady Spock. Spockhead? Sure, Spockhead. Um, I want to know James uh, if James Bond was in Starfleet, what type of captain do you think it'd be? Would it be Kirk-like or Picard-like? Hmm. I'd say Kirk. Kirk. Kirk you heard it here. Kirk and James Bond, same captain. Thank you. Live long and prosper. We also, oh, I had a special ex, uh, experience um, where I uh, felt like Roger Moore for a second, where there was this gentleman, uh, he was doing uh, sort of, uh, I think it's uh, for office or uh, for oh, birthday yeah. parties, and he, uh, you could, <laughs> I put a snake on my neck. Yeah, and that was a massive, massive snake, snake, a really big snake. And that was quite an, an experiment, because yeah. those things, I never touched a snake before. These things are heavy. You use them a massive snake, and I could feel his entire structure, his bones moving, and the scales. It was a little bit weird having it on my skin, on my neck. I was very happy to be behind the camera for that one. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not like arachnophobic. Are those a couple tarantulas there? Like, I'm not arachnophobic. I'm not. I don't know what snakeophobic is, but you know, I don't mind going up to the cage or the, or the or the or the glass, you know, box to look at it. I just don't need it on me. You don't me. need to touch it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I understand. I'm not attracted to snakes. I would never own one. It was just I was just curious to touch it, and I thought it looked cool. So, like, it's good for the view. So that was a uh, that was interesting, and uh, yeah, I guess uh, that leaves us to our panel, mm -hmm. yeah. which went all in all, in all, pound for pound, it went well, and yes. I think the crowd reaction, if we may say so, the crowd reaction would support that argument, but. <laughs> a couple of things happened. A couple of things happened, and it's. Uh, the um, one of them is my fault. I forgot to turn the camera on. That's completely my fault. I mean, but to to my uh, defense, uh, that day I woke up very early and I got panic and I started uh, doing stuff. I went to buy a printer. I tried to print my notes, which I couldn't get off. We ha realized we had problems with our. Uh, 
PowerPoint presentation? Yeah, the whole the whole Apple, Google, Microsoft thing kept screwing us over. I mean, super version, super short version of what was a super long preparatory phase was I have I have Apple, you, but I still I nevertheless have PowerPoint on my Apple. You were looking at stuff through Google Slides, I think yes. so. So basically, you know, rare occasion where I did the heavy lifting because for the most part, when it comes to the visuals, you do the work, yes. I do nothing. This was the one time where I did the heavy lifting. So I did most of the PowerPoint, not all of it. And every time I would send it to you, the formatting would be a little bit off or you wouldn't have the audio. Then you'd work on it, send it back to me. I wouldn't have the video. It was just like, what the heck it is was, this? Yeah. So that was problematic, but it didn't, it, it, it didn't ruin the presentation. It was just... And they, when we came, uh, because they have such a long uh, HD cable, it didn't work. My computer somehow, like it couldn't get the, f- they couldn't get the feed to play. So we, they had to have someone, someone <laughs> manually press yeah. next slide, yeah. next slide, please. Yeah. So was the uh, catchphrase of the day. <laughs> so that was, and, um, and there was no audio, except maybe the last slide where you uh, made a, a really cool little. Uh, your your contri- among other things, your contribution was the like, uh, the end credits, Doctor No style end credits. Yeah, th- that worked. That worked. No, but the, uh, a couple times the audio uh, the video worked, but because it depended, it, like it was y- using my uh, phone as a hotspot, it, it it was not super fast internet. And getting Which is shocking. I mean, we're in the Palais de Congrès. How is this not working? How many conferences happen in this building? How many how many things? All due respect to Comic-Con, they do very, very good work. How many things vastly more important than Comic-Con happen in this building all year? Why is this not working? It was, uh, it's not the end of the world. We'll, we'll prepare better if we are able, because we'll, I think it's for certain we'll apply for a panel again next year. We need year. an idea. Uh, I'll discuss it later. I have plenty. There's a lot of anniversaries next year. That's all I'll say. There's also a new movie, and a but, new movie. but but again, Comic Con happens before the film, so yes. <laughs> we'd be limited in that regard. But regardless, there's plenty we could discuss. Uh, but the panel didn't go out without uh, any promise. It had a few hits and buns, but the reaction was very positive. Yeah, people were laughing at our jokes, and uh, we got actually good questions after the yeah. panel. Yeah, there were smart people in there. Yeah, That's, people uh, were interested, so. And to be fair, also, we were the last last panel. Because initially, we were supposed to be at the same time that John Glover was doing his presentation. And when I saw the schedule, I'm, I told him, like, we can't, we can't do this. We cannot not assist the, uh, the panel. So well, It was more a question of we can't, like, have Julian Glover be in an empty room because everybody's at the James Bond Complex panel. So I <laughs> said, you know what? Let's give Julian a break here. We gave uh, Julian a break, of course. Um, so that that didn't go out without a, any problem, but it still was a wonderful experience. I liked it. Oh, so did I. So did I. It's. I think I'm, if I'm being, it's funny because uh, um, we had our panel. A couple good friends were, were kind enough to, to show up. Uh, they stayed around for a few minutes. I you left with one of your friends. Uh, I was with them for a little while. We split. My bus stop is not far from the Palais des Congrès. A friend was waiting for the bus. I said, oh, so how'd it go? And no, 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 no. I remember one of the things I said to him when we were on the bus was, you know what, if I, have, if I have a panel next year, of course I'll show up. But if I don't have a panel, I don't know if I'll show up. Like, I, I lived it. I did it. I don't regret it. But it's, 
it's still not my world. It's still not my thing. It's not my jam. Especially go, doing doing it for three days. Oh God, yeah. Uh, it, we got good footage. We got funny interviews. Uh, there was the panel itself. Like there was a reason why we were there for three days in a row. Uh, but certainly, like again, man, like the, the next the next Comic Con is in like. 51 weeks, you know, <laughs> we have time. But assuming we have a panel next year, I don't know if I'm going to argue for, yeah, let's be there all three days. <laughs> I don't I know. It might. Depends. It depends. Honestly, it depends on the guest. It depends if we, how we plan things. It depends on a lot of things. And uh, right now, uh, we're still, I'm going to be working on this thing for a little while longer. So I, who knows what the future holds for mm-hmm. Carbon Con 2019 for us. I had a great time. Um, so the next episode is going to be, I guess, our interview with Julian Glover. I would hope so. And the one after that, I we before we we, we lost the recording because the, there was a I guess a technical mishap yeah. at the con. So the and I feel really dumb because I I on Twitter I can't remember if I did that. I must have done it on Twitter as well, but certainly on the Facebook page. And if memory serves, in our announcement video, you know. Very in, in with all the confidence in the world. Oh well, in, in, if all else fails, the listeners will have an audio version. Well, guess what? We don't have an audio version. It's like, anyway, oh boy. We the the only thing we have left uh, are practice runs. We did. We have I think four or five. Yeah, we still cuts. have our PowerPoint. I'll edit those together. I still have the original script, which was like ridiculously long, <laughs> but. Yeah. Could be interesting if they re- listeners really want that. But it's a long read, though. I we did, I really went overboard, and it was too scripted. Originally, it was just yeah. too scripted. Well, so. we it was the first time we had to. It gave us the direction yeah. we wanted to go. I'm glad you did it because we would have been lost yeah. without it. It's, I still have it if anybody wants it. So, probably post it on the on the web page, I guess. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be. Uh, uh, so this is episode the comic comic book. Comic-Con Coma? The Montreal Comic-Con Coma? Comic-Con Comatose. Uh, the second one's going to be the Julian Glover interview. And the third one's going to be a recreation of our panel. Our Frankenstein uh, a, a version that's cohesive and decent. Uh, our, our test recordings are okay. I've really listened to them a lot, so they, they do sound okay. Uh, but they won't be what exactly happened at the con, but they'll be the closest thing we can actually uh, have people yeah. listen to. So yeah. I'm a little bit sad that they can't see or hear the it's lost to the sense of times forever, but still you'll you'll still get a version of yeah. what happened. Yeah, and we'll offer the PowerPoint as well. Yeah, we'll so. add, we'll mix in both. So that's it for this episode. Um, do you want to close it? Yeah, well, uh, we have people everywhere. <laughs> which everywhere. I think people, I think people in the crowd kind of like that one too, um, which was fun. Uh, we are everywhere. We're at uh, the good old triple W at thejamesbondcomplex.com. You can our Facebook page. Search for us at the James Bond Complex. We're on Twitter at the Bond Complex. We're on Instagram. Search for us at the James Bond Complex. Uh, we have our friends at Anchor.com who are hosting us. Uh, Bi- bias. Listen to us via Google Play, if you can Google that. 
And uh, rate, well, no, subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Give us a glowing 005 star rating. We are individually on Twitter. I'm 00 pop, the word double underscore oh underscore pop. I'm at Matoclair. And just as uh, James Bond is always wanted to return, so too with the James Bond complex with more Comic Con chatter. Yeah, I guess that's, uh, that's going to be it. I mean, for the next couple, I might move this one ahead of the current records. I, I don't know. I don't know what I'll do. But yeah, we'll return. All right. Merci. Uh, comme toujours, merci. C'est un plaisir. À la prochaine. Russian.